Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for episode 23. Okay, so I'm just going to start this off by saying I have a confession. I have turned into the biggest book nerd in the past five years. Like, I don't know if it's because there are better books out on the shelves, or it's just that I've finally found the things that I've liked to read. It's probably just that I finally like to read because I'm pretty sure there's been amazing books out that I have yet to find, but I have been consuming books like a fat kid loves cake, like for real. (laughs) And today I'm bringing you my top five books of 2018. I wanted to make sure I got these in before the end of the year so you'd have plenty of time to tell your friends and family to add these to your holiday wish list. But if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to The Rookie Life. Let me tell you a little bit about us. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Hey, Rickies, and welcome back to episode 23. Before we dive right into my top books of 2018, I wanted to let you know a couple of things. The first thing I wanted to remind you is that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, then visit crystalprofit.com slash podcast. That's crystal with a K, profit with two Fs and two Ts to see our latest show notes. You'll also find social media links for all of our guests, and that way you can continue to follow their journeys. The next thing I wanted to remind you is to be sure and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some really fun things coming up around the corner, and I cannot wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show on iTunes. We just did another giveaway, and y'all, these things are just so much fun. We're going to keep choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. You can leave a star rating between one and five stars, but here's what you have to do to be considered in the drawing. You have to leave a comment on what you think of the show. And I kind of thought I'd give you some ideas on what you could say. You can tell other people what you think of the show. You can tell me topics that you want us to talk about. Or you can just comment on which episode is your favorite but you have to leave a comment to be considered for the drawings. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get some really cool stuff because who knows what the prize will be next time. Okay, now that we've gotten all the business side of things out of the way, let's move on to my favorite books of 2018. Okay, so I told y'all in the introduction that I have just turned into the biggest book nerd that there is in the last few years. I just... I don't know if it's just because I want to do more than watch TV. I think that that's probably the biggest thing is I I realized I was watching so much TV and I've hit a stage in my life where I feel like I should have read more books than I have by now. So I kind of went from one end of the spectrum to the other. Like I was reading maybe one book every five or ten years. That's really sad. I shouldn't say that out loud, but it's true. 
I mean, once I was done with college, I was like, I don't know, who needs books? I don't need any of this stuff anymore. But that's just, it's really sad. I wish that I would have kept reading. But anyway, I digress. I have just been consuming a ton of books and now I just, I can't, I can't get enough of them between podcasts and audiobooks and ebooks and physical paperback books. I just, it's, there are constantly things going on in my mind, but I have to tell you, I'm not really a fiction reader. I mostly read nonfiction, motivational, business self-improvement. I think that's what they're calling it now. It's not necessarily self-help. It's personal development or something. I don't know. It's one of those categories. I get confused when I'm walking to Barnes & Noble because I'm like, I don't really know where I need to be. I just know not in the fiction type area. So, But what I did today is I thought it would be really fun to share with you the books that I read in 2018 that have just really made an impact on me. And that doesn't mean that they were published this year. That means these are the ones that I read this year that I really just want to bring to you because they had such good information. Some of them you may have heard of. Some of them you might have not. So I wanted to tell you up front that I have all the links for all of these books at crystalprofit.com slash episode 23. So if you hear anything that you like and you think you want to go get one of these books, then you can go there, you can go to Amazon, whatever you want. But I wanted to give this episode to you now, just in case you wanted to slide any other gift ideas to one of your loved ones before the end of the year. So let's just get started and dive right in. So I said that I don't read a lot of fiction, however, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law do. And they will tell me anytime that they just, they there's a book that they just absolutely love. Like I'll kind of walk into their conversations or talking about, oh, did you read this? Did you read that? Like it was amazing. And the, I just, I kind of feel like an outsider because I don't read a lot of fiction. It's just not my cup of tea. And I don't know why that is, but I prefer nonfiction books. But my mother-in-law, when we were at her house um, in July, we always go out to West Texas for the 4th of July. And whenever I was out there, she was like, oh, I have some books. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you some books. And this is a fun, sentimental thing that was started whenever I joined my husband's family. But um, my mother-in-law's mother, our my husband's grandmother, would read a book and then pass it on to her. And then she would pass it on to my sister-in-law who would pass it on to me or somewhere along the line. We would just pass these books back and forth and it was just such a cool thing. And I hope it's a tradition that we continue in our family because it's really sentimental to see where someone has dog-eared, you know, this page that meant a lot to them. But anyway, I could get into whole family readings and all the other great books that we've had. But I want to talk about this one book that was recommended to me because, y'all, it was so, so, so good. It was just phenomenal. So the fiction book that I have is All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. So this book is a Pulitzer Prize winner, and it was just so good. I was really intimidated when I first saw it because, like I said, I'm a nonfiction reader. Most nonfiction books don't really go past... 250, 300 pages. They're usually shorter, and this one is well over 500 pages. So I looked at it, and I was like, uh, I don't know if this is, you know, gonna be my thing. I'll read it. I'll start it, and we'll see what happens. 
because I do have a bookshelf full of um, half-read fiction books. I'm just kind of like, true confession, putting it all out there when it comes to reading. Like, there's so many books I just haven't finished because either the the author lost me or I just got, I wasn't interested anymore. This book, I could not put down. The writing was just so good. Oh, it was so phenomenal. And it just, it did not disappoint whatsoever. But it's a great story about a young girl during the time of the Nazis when they're invading towns all over Europe. A lot of it is set in Paris and in Germany, but it has this history and bravery and all the great things that you find in most classical books. But y'all, this book was written in 2014. But this book really transports you to a totally different time. But what really compelled me to finish this book was the pacing of the writing. Because in each chapter, you go back and forth between time and setting and character. And it's just very, at first it's a little confusing. Like, who's saying what? Like, where are we talking? Where in time are we? Are we in Germany? Are we in France? Like, what is going on? But once you get the pacing down, it's just, I couldn't put it down. It was so So, 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 so good. And I don't want to give anything else away. I don't want to, and it's been a while since I read it, but it was just so good. And I don't want to give any spoilers away. But um, the characters are just so well developed and you feel their pain and their love the way that it's written into this story. So in other words, it's really good. And if you're looking for a great book to snuggle up this winter, then this is it. I promise you will not be able to put it down. And again, that's All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. Okay, the next book I have is a nonfiction book, On Writing, A Memoir of the Craft by Stephen King. I mean, come on guys, like, he doesn't need an introduction. You know who Stephen King is. Even if you don't read Stephen King novels, you know who the guy is. Because he has written over 50 books which, by the way, have all been bestsellers. All of them. And there's books I didn't even realize that he wrote and like, you know, all the movies and the screenplays and just like, it just blows my mind. So whenever he talks about writing, you better believe I'm going to listen. And I wish that I had read this book a few years ago when I first started blogging and thinking about writing and before I published my book because I, I just see all the mistakes that I've made. But That's why we're here, rookies, right? We're here to get better and to learn new things. But this book was first published in 2000. And guys, it has had over 178,000 ratings on Goodreads. And I don't know if you're on Goodreads.com, but if you're interested in reading, like this is where you need to be to get, you can get connected and like to all your friends that read books and see what they suggest. And it's really cool, but That just blows my mind. 178,000 ratings. So yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good book. But the first part of the book is Stephen King's background into writing and how he got his big break. So if you followed me for a while, you know that I'm a sucker for a good success story and memoirs. I can't help it. It's something to do. I don't, I just, I love people's stories and hearing what they've gone through in their life and how they got to where they are today. So this just adds to that because the first part of the book is 
all about him and he talks about all the rejection that he's faced at the very beginning of his career and how he just kept going. He talks about addictions and just things that are really dark and behind the scenes that you don't see a lot whenever, you know, you meet someone in person, but he really just puts it all out there. And I just respect him even more for that because he just lays it all out, tells you what's up. And it's just really cool that he shares his story. But he knew deep down that he had so many stories to tell and that he was going to keep writing them whether other people liked him or not because that's just who he was and that's what he was going to do. But the second part of the book is what really intrigued me because he goes through the entire writing process and how you can make your work better. And I've said this before, but I'm not a trained writer. I wasn't an English major. I don't even think I had to take grammar outside of simple sentence structure. Like once I was graduated from high school and went into college, the only kind of English class that I took was British literature. Like that was it. So I definitely don't have the the skills and the training to be a professional writer, But when I saw him listing out all of the common mistakes that most writers make, I just kept nodding along and kind of like shamefully saying, yep, I do every single one of these all of the time, actually. And I'm not a professional writer by any means before or after reading this book, but I do recognize when I make those mistakes now, today, because I still do it all the time. But I've gotten better at it. And the information he shares about making your writing stronger really pops into my head the more that I blog and I journal and even post stuff on social media. Because I'm not saying everything has to be perfectly polished when you publish something. But if you're at all interested in becoming a writer of any level, then you need to read this book. And there's a quote in there that I really just wanted to say because it's just, it's so good. And his writing and uh, it's just awesome. So here's the quote from his book. If you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. Simple as that. And that really just kind of got to me. Maybe that was like the, you know, the kickstart. Because I read this at the beginning of the year, but it still had an impact on me because I thought, wow, That's so true. I need to read what other people are saying. I need to read how other people write their stories. And I need to read of just different ways that people can spread their message, even if it's not something new. Because let's face it, there are no new ideas in this world. But everyone has a story. And everyone has a story to tell. So if you're writing or you're thinking about writing, then I highly suggest this book. And again, it's on writing. A Memoir of the Craft by Stephen King. And the third book that I want to suggest to you is Finish, Give Yourself the Gift of Done by John Acuff. And the first two books that I mentioned, I actually have the physical copies, like the paperbacks right here. But this one is an audiobook. And y'all, you just, you have to get the audio version of this book because John Acuff is hilarious And I've read two of his previous books, and I've watched, like, he's so funny on Twitter. You have to go look him up right now on Twitter, because he's just so funny. I think he puts a lot of his tweets on Instagram, too. So I follow him all the places. But he's just so freaking hilarious. He's got 
humor and he's got common sense. And most of the time, those two things don't go together. Like, people that are super funny are often kind of stupid. And he's not. Like, he's got a great head on his shoulders. He's got a great business sense. He used to be involved with uh, Dave Ramsey and his organization, which is where I actually found him uh, several years ago, and I read his book, Start. But let me go back to this this book, which is called Finish, because it gives you all the tools that you need to achieve what you desire. But this book was written for all those people, like myself, and possibly you too, that tend to have huge dreams and ambitions that you want to start every single year, but you never finish them. This book gives you all the tools you need to achieve exactly what you desire. And he did such a good job wording what this book is about. So I'm going to read you the blurb that's on Goodreads. So this is what he says. According to studies, 92% of New Year's resolutions fail. You've practically got a better shot at getting into Juilliard to become a ballerina than you do at finishing your goals. For years... I thought my problem was that I didn't try hard enough, so I started getting up earlier. I drank enough energy drinks to kill a horse. I hired a life coach and ate more superfoods. Nothing worked. Although I did develop a pretty nice eyelid trimmer from all the caffeine, it was like my eye was waving at you very, very quickly. Then, while leading a 30-day online course to help people work on their goals, I learned something surprising. The most effective exercises were not those that pushed people to work harder. That ones that got people to the finish line did just the opposite. They took the pressure off. Why? Because the sneakiest obstacle to meeting your goals is not laziness, but perfectionism. We're our own worst critics. And if it looks like we're not going to do something right, we prefer not to do it at all. That's why we're most likely to quit on day two, the day after perfect, when our results almost always underperform our aspirations. The strategies in this book are counterintuitive and might feel like cheating, but they're based on studies conducted by a university researcher with hundreds of participants. You might not guess that having more fun, eliminating your secret rules, and choosing something to bomb intentionally works, but the data says otherwise. People who have fun are 43% more successful. Imagine if your diet, guitar playing, or small business was 43% more successful just by following a few simple principles. If you're tired of being a chronic starter and want to become a consistent finisher, you have two options. You can continue to beat yourself up and try harder, since this time that will work, or you can give yourself the gift of done. So that's his little blurb that he has on Goodreads, and I just, I cannot suggest enough how awesome this book is. So go grab your copy. Like I said, get it on Audible if you can, because he's just hilarious, and the stories that he tells in there are awesome. But once again, that's Finish by John Acuff. And the fourth book that I have to share with you today is called The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide by Jenna Fisher. Okay, and I know what you're thinking, Crystal, what is it with these celebrity memoirs? But y'all, I just, I can't help it. Plus, I love The Office. Like, I'm obsessed with The Office. For a while, like, 
if I'm doing laundry or doing something like that, I was watching Friends all the time. And I think that I've probably watched every single episode at least a million times in my life. Like, for sure. Like, it's, it's, that's no exaggeration. I've watched Friends that much. So I had never seen The Office until about two years ago. And my husband was like, you really? Like, you didn't get into The Office? And I was like, no, I don't know what happened. I just never watched it. And so I started binge watching it whenever it came on Netflix. And now I've watched, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many times I've gone through the entire series, but it's just, I love it. It's so amazing. But when I found out that Pam, aka Jenna Fisher, wrote a book, I just, I knew I had to read it. It's just one of the things that I got to do. And yes, I realize that I'm not an actor, and you probably aren't pursuing acting as your lifelong career either, but there are some tips in there that can work for you too. Yes, there are practical tips for how to get acting jobs and how to find agents and how to get all the other actor life stuff, things that you want. It's a book about living as an actor, after all. But this book taught me so much about being in the right place at the right time, how everything you do prepares you for your journey, and that if you want something bad enough, you'll keep going. So I wanted to read a quote from the book that I, it was just so good. So Jenna says, The single best thing an actor can do, both professionally and personally, is to create their own work. And I believe this applies to us as entrepreneurs too. Because creating your own work, for example, like this podcast, has really expanded my network and shown me things that I've never would have ever imagined otherwise. I started blogging and that really helped me. I wrote a book and that's really helped me. And it's just all these things that I've done to create my own work that has really evolved who I am as an entrepreneur. And I think that if you just sit around waiting for something awesome to happen to you, then you're going to be waiting for a really long time, possibly a lifetime, because that's not really how things work. you got to get out there and start making things for yourself and really get those creative juices flowing. But this was a fun, easy read that kind of gives you a glimpse behind the scenes of the making of The Office and the real-life characters of all the people on the show And it's just one of those books that you should read when you get a chance to go away for the weekend or while you're on the road or whenever you have a chance to snuggle up by the fire. So again, this is The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide by Jenna Fisher. And the fifth and final book that I have for you is You're a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. And I first read Jen's book, You're a Badass at Making Money, Last year, when I was trying to really find my voice and establish a way for me to make money from home. So it's also a great book that I recommend, but it's what eventually led me to her original work, You're a Badass. And the reason I wanted to talk about this book today is because I know a lot of my audience, I know you guys are looking for your purpose. You want to know what you're supposed to be doing or whether you're on the right path or how much longer you have to be in that crappy job before something better comes along. And I get it. I totally have been there. And I think she gets it too. That's why she wrote this book on being a badass. And I have to say, I listened to the audio version of this book and I think you should too. 
Because hearing her stories firsthand has a much bigger impact than reading it on paper or on your e-reader. I just love her straightforward approach to life and how she cuts through all of the BS that we tell ourselves in order to get to the real stuff we've got going on. So here's a quote from You're a Badass. Jen says, So often, we pretend we've made a decision when what we've really done is signed up to try until it gets too uncomfortable. Y'all, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Like, that just speaks to the heart of, like, again, going back to the finished stuff. Like, why I quit. Like, I have all these ambitions. Like, I want to do this. I don't want to do that. But then it gets hard. And it gets uncomfortable. And you kind of cringe and, like, want to just curl up into a little bitty ball. And it's just, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, once you commit to something and you have this goal in mind, you've got to commit. And you've got to follow through. And this is just one of those books that I'm going to suggest that you read this before you set your New Year's resolutions for 2019. Because I bet you're underestimating yourself right now. And this book will give you a whole new perspective. Because I believe that you're a badass too. So again, the last book is You're a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. And that's all I've got. So I encourage you to go check out these books. Like I said, I'll have the link for them in the show notes. And that does it for episode 23. So be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review. So stay tuned for next week's show where I'm going to be talking all about rebranding a business. And remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. 